sorry. You're going to have to disclaim your voice because you sound like we were trying to kill you for the first time. I apologize for my voice. I apologize. I apologize. Your grammar is the greatest. I'm so tired. I just got home last night at (laughs) 9 9 p.m. from a two-day wrestling tournament. Guess which mother's not quiet in the crowd. (laughs) (laughs) We're learning a lot about you just through this. I don't think any, that should not be a shock to anyone that I'm loud cheerer. But it was, but it's also. such an understatement. (laughs) You're a savage beast. But it was also like. (laughs) She's on the mat on her knees, slapping the mat, telling the ref that he's. (laughs) No, I never speak. Never leave it up to the ref, ladies. Never. Never leave um, it up to the ref? No. If, you get, if oh. the ref gives Ooh. you a call and you lose because of a call over ref, that's your fault, not theirs. Okay. I'm serious. <laughs> um, anyway. <clears throat> she was cheering for two days straight? Two now. days straight from not, and not like days, like a couple of hours. We arrive at 10. I'm 9, actually 30, 10 you in have the morning, this much voice after And we hearing. leave at 8 o'clock at night. Wow. Every, the first day. The second day was 9 to 6.30. We left at 6.30 after awards. That is wild. It's anyway. There's a reason. I'm there's sorry. a reason. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> In this case, there's a reason and an excuse. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that. Ooh. Yes. Okay, that's good. That's yeah. good. Well, so anyway, I wanted to. I was like, oh, we should hustle and do a New Year's and the look back and all the things because we've all again. We have to do a word for the year post at some point too. Post, not oh, post episode. Yeah. I've been thinking about. It. I've been thinking I didn't about, think about it. my new word. Do you have no, it yet? I do. <gasps> you do. Well, I'm stuck between two. Yet. I have to like pray about me it too. a little bit more. Yeah. Mine will come to me. It just hasn't yet. I think mine has. <gasps> okay. It's I want to kind know. of. It's... Not yet. Oh. Patience. Okay. So we won't even do that one today. We'll wait. No, we'll wait. Okay. Start thinking about your word, people. We all had some pretty heavy <laughs> pivots, changes, mm-hmm. deep sadnesses that turned into God's faithfulness showing new blessings in the sadness that you know once time had passed and once things had settled and all the things I don't mind starting Mm -hmm. if that helps yeah yeah so um I was when I when I was thinking of this last year and the things that we have been talking about a lot for this whole last third season definitely like my kids and school is um was a huge thing and uh just Nothing specific that we have to get into, but just that that gap in my mother heart where I was just like, I just feel like um, coming off a really awesome year and it, it, mm-hmm. and then going into another year where not just some of your kids, but other people, like uh, there was a big leaving of friends for one of my sons and then actually both, mm-hmm. actually both. And different families, lots of different, just a big switch, like a big switching pivot from a lot of people. And it, you know, so the stuff as a result lands heavy on my children or Mm. on me and just looking back. And so after a whole year since then has gone by basically or a whole, another whole season of at least half the year of school, just seeing God show up and um, like for Sam that the gaps actually allowed him to grow in leadership and actually allowed him to grow and make new friends. And um, both of my boys this year, if I had to come up with a word for them, it would be resilient. Mm. 
And the only way to get more resilient is to go through a lot of really hard stuff. <laughs> it's the only way. It's the only way. You're not going to get resilience from having like everything be perfect all mm-hmm. the time, every season, every year, you know, whatever. So, um, and we've had years like this before, uh, not in such rapid succession, I would say, uh, like close together because like, Sam's actually almost finished. He's almost next year. He'll be a senior. And so mm-hmm. he's had a long and there's been like undulating years way back in fourth grade. And then I think again, in seventh was really hard for whatever reason. It's like and all these different reasons. But the the result for him has been resilience. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And I'm so thankful. And I think that's the big hard lesson and for myself and for my family like that's the result and that's how God is Mm -hmm. like he shapes us in the fires Mm -hmm. and he shapes us in like the puddles and the mud and the mire and the muck and the sadness and the hard stuff and the things where it's like we pray about like I want to fix this I think as moms we want to fix and make it better and make it cozy and make it whatever and I also think sometimes when we have boys which is all I have they don't even perceive things as any in any way, shape, or form the way that I'm perceiving it. <laughs> so some of the things that happened, I was more sad mm-hmm. than even they were. Or it just hit me different. So I'm very sentimental about friendships. I'm very sentimental about family and, and just sort of like a collective vibe, if you will. And I'm always trying to zhuzh the vibe. The vibe. Judge the vibe. Yeah, that's good. Judge the he's vibe. He's to be stitched on the It really does. That is so good. Yes. And if Judge the vibe the starts vibe. to break down, mm-hmm. I start to panic. Mm-hmm. Like, I want everything to stay the same and awesome. Yeah. I hate change, too. Right. Mm-hmm. And the changes that come from – the changes that came at you are harder. Mm-hmm. The changes that we help to decide, well, this is going to be a big change, mm-hmm. but we're the ones kind of deciding this is time for a change. Well, the change that happens to you is so hard. And that's where I think the resilience comes in. Mm-hmm. And it's not always, I mean, it's just, I don't know. So that was one of the big things is that God uh, has sustained my children and I've and I see it in them. Um, the other day, I helped sub in Henry's class, and what was going to be one class turned into two, and it was went from twenty to forty kids. <laughs> and I, a couple years, just a couple years ago, that would have wrecked my kid. Like he wouldn't <laughs> have had the bandwidth to handle the noise, the chaos, the just the level of the din. Um, that stuff affects me too. And so there are some situations where all of a sudden I will have anxiety. <laughs> like um, just the the noise and the chaos of it all. And I all of a sudden I don't feel quite safe or something mm-hmm. like that. Or my body's perceiving. Or it's just overloaded. Like I can just get overloaded and shaky. And he was at one point, I was starting to feel that way in this classroom. And I was also trying to help contain the chaos, which was <laughs> impossible with that number of children I was just like it was just a a little we were just giving the teachers a break and so I knew it had an end yes so I was okay (laughs) counting down the minutes but he at one point I look at him with this face like what do I do and he's just like mom you just gotta roll with it (laughs) (laughs) I was like oh it's like how far you've come where you're (laughs) the one telling me 
just you just got to chill and roll with it mom it's going to be fine this is the way it is it's you can't really with this amount of children in a small room, this is the way it is. Everyone's there aren't talking. There are enough fruit snacks to Every, There are not enough fruit snacks. <laughs> yeah, I tried to make it cute and cozy. It lasted about all of five seconds, and then it was gone, and the craft was made in three minutes. So <laughs> I actually told somebody, I was like, yeah, I, I had this sweet, quote-unquote, idea that we were going to make a paper chain quietly while we watched a movie and ate little snacks. And what really happened, you know, in Charlie Brown, where the bunch, the mass of kids decorates this homely little tree, and then two seconds later, it's decorated? That happened. I was like, that's exactly how they made that paper chain. It was a flurry of dust and smoke and children and tape. And literally three minutes later, they had made a hundred foot long paper chain. I'm not even exaggerating. When when that many children go at a task. Teamwork makes the dream work, baby. <laughs> I was like, wow, uh, I thought we were going to have something to do for an hour and a half. <laughs> so, and that it would be warm and cozy. And they're like, now what? And I was like, I guess now is when the, the, the you know, the hand-to-hand combat starts. <laughs> like, yes! <laughs> that's the part we've been waiting for. <laughs> yeah, that's the part they were waiting for. I was just like, so, uh, so not how it was in my mind's eye. But that, um, all those things. I was like, for my family, this, my word looking backwards, if I had to come up with one, would be resilience. My husband, uh, and that was hit, my next thing, was that he was hovering a year ago, almost, at the brink of needing a big change. Mm-hmm. And a change that I think he was getting ready and and willing to face on his own accord if if it needed to be. And instead, a big change happened that was a blessing to him that pulled him out of his current situation and gave him hope for a different future and all the things. And it was like such a it's been really hard. It's been really hard and a lot, but it has been a blessing. And again, like resilience, where he now knows, okay, I don't know if I'm ever going to settle. I don't Mm -hmm. know if I'll ever ever feel settled in my career ever Mm -hmm. again. Because at the level that he's at, he's like, I don't have a choice but to be, I'm... I'm the guy in the rink now and mm-hmm. we're always boxing. So like if we're in the rink, he's like, and I'm always in the rink. So it's mm-hmm. like, there's not, there's no like casual job left. Yeah. There's nothing where you clock in and clock out and leave it at home or leave it. I mean, he works from home and he still can't leave it at home. It's <laughs> like, it's just a perpetual boxing match of sorts. And he's like, it's a, and, I, I'm, he's, and he's okay. And he has a chronic disease that if, um, he's got Crohn's. And so it's like, and uh, when you internalize stress, a lot of times it goes right to our guts. So his deal breaker for everything in his life is if I start to get deathly ill mm-hmm. and need like to be hospitalized, we're going to have to make a hard pivot, even if it means taking a huge pay cut, even yeah. if it means, you know, selling our house. But like his life is more important than his job. Mm-hmm. And so we were, it was, it was a, such a big change that I was like, I don't know if he's going to be able to handle this, like, physically. But he has. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was like, we're so thankful that God showed up in his health, in his resilience, in, like, a more getting grittier and more tenacious and realizing, like, I am actually really good at this, mm-hmm. even though I don't love that I can't settle. Yeah. Like, the settling is – it's something I think we all want, but I don't – 
God often doesn't allow us to do that. He's like, you'll settle. It's kind of like you'll sleep when you're dead. That quote. I'm yeah. like, I understand that quote now mm-hmm. because I'm a mom of two teenagers and I was like, there is no sleeping happening here. Not There's no restfulness. And no. if it is... There's pockets. There's, pockets, there's pockets, but it's because they're gone. <laughs> I don't have rest unless my, kid, my house is quiet. If mm-hmm. they're home, I mean, yeah, there's pockets of rest when they're like exhausted. Mm-hmm. But if they're awake... I mean, pockets of like rest like all of life is good today everything mm-hmm. is good today i feel like there's pockets of that there's pockets. normally there's like whoa i gotta really pray about this and we gotta think about this and we gotta make a decision about this and how are we feeling about this that's yeah. how i feel like my life has always been so when yeah. it's like my whole life is really beautiful and perfect today let's yeah. sit in it for a second sit in it for a second <laughs> mom i broke my mom i sliced a divot in my finger at rachel's with a knife with sam okay after a blissy <laughs> morning after a blissy morning yeah. where i was just like oh everything is perfect and <laughs> severed tendon yeah no, yeah but that's exactly yeah, kind that's, of what i mean yeah, where it's right. like yes there's pockets of sanity and pockets of rest but if you expect any more of the then the pockets mm-hmm. you're i think placing your hopes on yes yeah. on shaky ground and better i find now is like i used to want to be able to feel like i was handling it <laughs> And I was like looking for the handling it. Now I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. I'm thrown clear, but I'm here for it. No pretense of perfection. No pretense. Mm -hmm. I'm showing up as many times to as many places as I can. Sometimes I can't. Sometimes I can. I'm going to be 100% there when I'm there. And I'm going to be 100% not there when I'm not. Yeah, that's good. So if if I need to be home instead and I know, speaking of all the hooligans, as they come to my house right now. In real time. Unwashed and unrested. <laughs> I'm starving and I only ate a tiny no, little I made cake. No, I made a big breakfast. So hopefully I'll eat it. Um, no, so I just, uh, again, sur- my word that has definitely summed up this whole year was surrender. And definitely I had to give everything up. And, and mm. God showed up in such sweet ways. And really it wasn't bad. It wasn't hard. It was, well, it was hard, but it ended up being a blessing. It was hard, but not bad. It was hard, but right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. It was hard, but not bad. And there was so many, there was so, and I feel, str- I feel stronger. I know my, bo- I see that my boys are stronger. I see that my husband is stronger, uh, more tenacious, more resilient. And so I just, um, I'm thankful that even in all the hard things that happened, that God showed up as being, and I was going to just like, as far as our listeners go, thinking about our pain points from about a year ago and then tracing those things forward to how it all played out and how did God show up for you um, and how did he show himself faithful and how did he turn those really hard things. I don't know anybody that listens to this or anyone that are in our any of our three circles that has not had a hard year. <laughs> if I think of everybody, I'm like, yeah, wow, that looks hard. That mm-hmm. looks really tough. That's difficult. Marriages, children, school, life changes, sickness, all the things. It's just like every single thing. There was so many different – everyone I talked to had some sort of pain point, even if it was just personal where it's like I'm, de- I'm struggling with depression. Mm-hmm. I'm struggling with, you know, I'm feeling sad all the time. I wake up sad. I go to sleep sad. All the things. But just showing – like reflecting. And I'm a horrible reflector. I love, I love to lean in and forward. I don't love to lean back. Um, I'm always excited about the next day, the next project, the next learning thing, the next this or that. And so it's hard for me to look backwards. But when I do, when you do, it's like you see all those things that 
God did mm-hmm. in all the hard stuff. I love to look back. I know you, and you're so good at it. I I just think it's so important it before important. we blaze forward. Yeah. And I think that we do, we so quickly forget, like we just, from day to day, we forget like that, that little advent book I was talking about in our last or whenever that this podcast comes out in relationship to that. But like Mm -hmm. just little, even like one liners from those chapters from, from like 10 years, you know, ways the Lord's shown himself faithful or, or hard and heavy things looking back, reading now from when, you know, 10 years ago, nine years ago, those things that were so hard in the moment. Now I'm like, that was like the hardest thing I was going through was London not sleeping. Oh my word. Had I only known, you know what I mean? But in the moment that was, that was reality and it was big and it was heavy, but even smaller things, I just think it's so cool to see God's faithfulness and where he's always shown himself faithful to me personally is one of my most favorite verses is God delights in the details of our lives and mm-hmm. the little tiny details of of where he's shown himself faithful to me little tiny prayers that in the grand scheme of life are so unimportant but are important to me or to one of my kids mm-hmm. um where he's shown up and, and he sees us, he sees and he knows and he hears and he responds. And I, you know, those are for me where I'm like, that's how he speaks to me in my life. That's where I see his, just his hand woven all throughout my life. Yeah. So I, I think it's so important and so good. Well, what are, do you have anything oh. that stood out? For well, I was just giving Amber a moment to speak if she I wanted to. I feel like to. I should speak as little as possible. <laughs> So that we don't scare our Audio. viewers Great away. speaking voice today. Well, you said to think of three things. And so I did list three things. But um, it's interesting because what was your question? How has he shown himself faithful this year? What was yeah. – how did you word it to us I, when you asked us to I prep for this? I my phone's over there. I think it was something along that lines and along those lines. And so um, – for me, it was big things that were heavy and kind of hard in the moment mm-hmm. where, like you said, your things, but how the Lord has just shown himself faithful and trustworthy. Mm-hmm. And so the first one, um, I don't think I ever shared on one of the podcasts. I think we we bleeped it out, but was the reason, the reason why my boys switched schools <laughs> was mm-hmm. because Jesse has asked for years to play football and mm-hmm. for years... I just said no because the school that we're at doesn't have a football program and I'm loyal and these are our people and this is our bed and this is what we're going to lay in. This is like, this mm-hmm. is our, this is the choice we made. And so um, he and Kev talked extensively this summer on our summer vacation and, and he was just like, dad, I've just what I've always wanted to do. And I feel like I was made for this. And everybody who sees him says, you're big, you're strong, you should play. Mm-hmm. And so Kev was Kev was the one who gave him the go-ahead and said, you know, I, th- I think if you want to play football, we'll let you play football. And with that came switching schools. And so I grieved it, and I didn't even dare tell Rachel. We made the decision at, like while we were at camp. And just because what came with that was a major change and a major shift. Mm-hmm. But we had said it was okay. He's, you know, in high school now, whatever, whatever. And so long story short – we both said he could, and he probably had two weeks of practices. And, and in that time frame, both of us, both Kevin and I had zero peace, like n- no peace at all. Like to the point where 
You I were just, trying. You were trying. We we gave him our yes, and so yeah. we let our yes be yes. Mm-hmm. But but both of us, both Kevin and I, and we didn't talk about it too much. But when we did talk about, well, one time Kevin's like, "You seem like you're totally okay with this," and he's like, "Like he's like, I'm. I just feel like I've, we've thrown him to the wolves." And I'm like, literally, it's. And I didn't even know a ton about it. I just was like, I just, I just did not have peace in my spirit. But I was like, it's the first thing on my mind when I wake up. As soon as my feet hit my floor, hit the floor, and it's the last thing I pray about before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. And so he has a hernia when he had to have his little school physical they found a hernia and they're like he needs to have surgery and so Kevin had said to me one night he's like he's like you know if Jesse's not supposed to play football I'm just gonna pray that that when he goes to the doctor that the doctor just makes it super clear like absolutely not you cannot play Mm -hmm. and I said the way that kid is wired I am gonna pray that if he's if he's not supposed to play maybe he is but if he's not supposed to play that he comes to that conclusion on his own and he makes the call and it's not like you what what could have been if you guys had just let me what could have been if the doctor had just let me yeah. he has to make that call himself so whether he stays whether he goes and so that's how I prayed fervently mm-hmm. Lord if he's if he's supposed to play then, then give us peace and may it just be an incredible season and if he's not supposed to play will you make it so clear to him and we'll just figure it out from there mm-hmm. and one day Rachel and I, I don't know if, I know I was on a Zoom call with Lisa doing, we were doing plexus work in the morning and he walked through the door like mid-morning. It was, it was a doubles practice day. He walked through the door like 1030 and I could tell on his face he looked a little like um, shell-shocked a little mm-hmm. bit. And uh, so I was just like, ah, I just signed off from what I was, you know, my work and I just, I just said like, hey bud, how's it going? And he's like, good, I think. And so anyways, I, I said, what happened? And he's like, I just, I walked off the field. And, and I said to him, like, it makes me weepy, but mm-hmm. I was like, you know, why did you walk off the field? And he said, I knew, he's like, I knew I wasn't supposed to play and I've known. And he's like, I knew it would change me, but I was lying to myself and I was lying to mm-hmm. you guys thinking it wouldn't change me. And um, he's like, I was standing there, he's like, and I was fighting tears because wow. I was trying to think what good will come from this, it, except other than I've wanted to play my whole life. Mm-hmm. He's like, what good will come of this if I stay? And he's like, and I couldn't think of anything and I knew I had to leave. And so he walked off the the field and came home and so and so he's like so uh you know I know you paid the school fee for for this school so I could play and I was like well I paid the early registration fee for the other school to save us money 50 bucks a kid and I had to pay the registration fee for this school to so you could play so pick your school buddy <laughs> and so he ended up he's like I, I think I just want to I'll just want to try something new and yeah. so we stayed but the reason was no longer a reason do you know and <laughs> but it was just for me and for him it was the first time I think for him that he was fully convicted by the Lord of something and and mm-hmm. this is just Jesse's walk with the Lord I went to public school my whole life and had a fabulous experience that's where I grew in my walk with the Lord so I'm not dissing public schools for this story just for him and there wasn't even really huge reasons there were a few reasons but nothing glaring but he just in his spirit he knew he was not supposed to play and he knew it would change him Mm -hmm. and so for me that you know that changed the trajectory of our school life but for me I was proud of him and I feel like he laid something on the altar that he really wanted Mm -hmm. and he still I don't think fully understood but all he knew was in his spirit he wasn't supposed to do it and he was supposed to walk away and he did and so that was just for me I don't know a, a moment for me do you know what I mean? It's huge. It's yeah. so huge. And then he had to tell people, yeah. <laughs> you know, how's football? Well, but it was all growth. It was all yep. growth. For him. And I said, you know, we don't, we don't know this side of, we don't know this side of heaven, what the Lord, you know, why, but you obeyed. And that was, that's the only. And you let him make, like you 
let him experience that whole thing yeah. without any intervention, which about, is without also pulling hard, him and saying we don't is, feel right about this, yeah, or projecting <clears throat> or anything. You yeah. literally let it happen, and that's also so hard. hard. Yeah, that's very yep. hard. Yeah, yeah, that's an awesome. It's such a beautiful story. So that was a big choosing one. Choosing the Lord over yeah all the things, and he was sad um, about it. He was sad, yeah. but he but it was yeah. So and it has been a good year. He's got a, a a male homeroom teacher who's young. Like when I went to PCS, I was fresh out of college. You know, kind of young, and I'm like he that class of boy. It's a class mostly of boys. Kind of Jesse's personality, and he needs a a young mature man who can handle him who who can handle he's got bandwidth for crazy but then can shut it down when it needs to be and jesse loves him and respects him and so mm. i'm so thankful for that but yeah, awesome. so that was a big one for me yeah it's yeah. huge well my year was something but when isn't it something <laughs> it's always something <clears throat> you know when i think about god's faithfulness oh my gosh this is so bad <laughs> hold on let me see <clears throat> I should have a Fisherman's Friends, but I don't today. I know. I wouldn't it's use okay. it. It's okay. It just is fine. what it is. So This is not the first time this has happened. I know. I might so, have the, um, the worst, though. Yeah. It yeah, is it's the, the worst, worst, for sure. Yeah. Um, I would say, like, when I really close my eyes, which I always do when I'm thinking, and think about it, for me, would be, um, I did a lot of healing. Mm-hmm. I saw God's faithfulness in the healing and um like therapy especially yeah you know the, the work, work of healing the, the work, work of, of healing yeah and i think I ooh, mint. oh can like i try that let mint. me try i'm gonna try a mint guys <laughs> it's spicy maybe if it just gives me lubrication <laughs> oh <laughs> <laughs> um i think the the where i think i see god the most was my grandmother died that was this year, this last year. It was like a year ago before Christmas, right? Mm-mm. Or Thanksgiving ish. She died. It would have been. It was a year. It's been a year since she died. Mm-hmm. She died on Jan- the last June. And so when I think of this year, of like, I felt like I was grappling with the residuals of the losing someone mm-hmm. and what death is, mm-hmm. and then. Lo and behold, this year my biological father died. Mm-hmm. And this has been the year of dealing with the residuals of that and laying a lot of things on the altar of woulda, shoulda, couldas. And <clears throat> mm. I have not gone into details about this. I think it needs its, I think I'm still processing it. Um, but at my, fa- my biological father's celebration of life, a lot of things about my childhood came into light that I didn't know, that my dad that raised me didn't know. And it kind of had a major ripple effect. We both believed the <clears throat> opposite about each other yeah, than what so, was actually true. Mm-hmm. Right. So my whole life I was told that he didn't want me. That he never paid anything for me. That he ran from me. And I found out that he desperately wanted me. He actually went to court a couple times to try to get me. And he did pay money. Pay child support. And I never saw any of it. And that's a lot mm-hmm. to digest. And it was really, mm-hmm. I mean, 
it flattened me. Like mm-hmm. you haven't talked about that as much <clears throat> as I thought you would. Because I'm still, it's just too heavy. It's so much. It's, it's literally. Sometimes I f- I get frozen. Like mm-hmm. I get frozen in it because it just seems so unreal mm-hmm. that anyone would do that to a child mm-hmm. to lie, and the way in which his deepest insecurity was used to manipulate him into silence and my de- deepest insecurity was manipulated to keep me in silence. Mm. So we both were silent. Yeah. And it's... And he's gone. And he's so gone he's and like, there's, there's nothing no... I can do about it. Mm-hmm. And that is where... That, yeah. It just... It just... It just... I get frozen. Mm-hmm. I get frozen by it. But like, I was completely humbled by my school not taking off like I thought it would. Mm-hmm. And then literally... The week my school was supposed to open, this all happened. And I saw, like, I was so, you guys, I was so humiliated. I was like, well, I guess I'm a loser. This school, I thought it was a big deal. I guess I'm, I'm not. And Peter was like, I don't know why this is happening, but it's got to be for a reason. And you guys were like, persevere, honey. You're good. You're good. And I was like. No, I'm, I'm gonna sell it all. I was. I was ready to sell it all. I burn was, and burn. I was. I was ticked. Yeah. I want to cuss right now, but I'm not gonna because I love our <laughs> listeners. But I was ticked. Mm-hmm. And then, literally, the week that my school was gonna happen was my biological father's celebration of life, and all of this exploded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I literally mm-hmm. was in a catatonic state for September. Mm. And you kept having hard conversations with some of the people that are were in his life, and it was like this never-ending. It was w- reminder it, slash trauma slash. It like was <clears throat> traumatic stress. <laughs> it was really hard. Yeah, it was really hard. My aunts, um, who listen, my Aww, auntie, auntie and my auntie, auntie. we love you. Yeah, they mm-hmm. really. But it was like I had to feel their residual pain because mm-hmm. they had no idea, mm-hmm. and they were floored. And crushed. Um, How sad. My my biological father's wife was traumatized by this. Mm -hmm. My brothers, I have two half brothers that were traumatized by this. And we all were sitting in this like cesspool of trauma. (laughs) Yeah. It was not great. Mm -hmm. It was not great. And even my therapist keeps... As I was like working through things, she'd be like, so um, when are we going to talk about September? And I just keep saying, I don't think I'm ready to talk about September yet. That's what we literally call it. We don't call it. But you're done, right? I'm done with therapy for right now. Um, and I'll probably re, I'm not done, done. Like I am yeah. not, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Never will I be done. Um, but I, I need a respite. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So I've taken a rest. break. And on all that, all that, wow, this is so hot because it was against that heater. On uh, all the healing that has taken place. Yeah. I mean, that's something so much to be proud of. So a kind of full moment that I'll share, and I'll try not to get weepy. Um, That's fine. Weeping combined with hoarseness. I know. I'll just be completely inaudible. (laughs) Inaudible is what I'm trying to say. I said inedible, which I should be always. Um. So Parker loves wrestling. He started wrestling when he was, I think, in fourth grade. He was like eight or nine. And he was barefoot because we 
we wouldn't pay for the wrestling shoes because we were like, he's not going <laughs> to love this. Mm. And he was like a beast. And he like, it was like, he found his thing. And he was on fire. But when in littles, when they're little, pre-middle school, all the tournaments were on Sundays. And we don't bow to the idol of sports. So he would go to all the practices and there'd be like three tournaments on Saturday and we'd go to those, but we wouldn't do all the other things. And he didn't care. He was cool with it. His coaches were bummed, but mm-hmm. he, he didn't, it was just, that's our, we don't do sports on Sunday. If you do, that's cool. I'm not judging. Just our thing. And, but he had a passion like I'd never seen and he loved it. And every tournament he did get, he win. Like, take it all. And then he started, right before middle school, one of his refs said, you've never, you don't lose a lot, so we're going to make you lose. So two tournaments in a row, they wrestled him up so he'd lose everything and he'd cry. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is the worst sport ever. And this one coach. <laughs> you mean the, rep, the coaches said that? Yeah, they, yeah, were, yeah. they purposely, because yeah. in wrestling mm-hmm. you need to, mm-hmm. I could do a whole podcast on why wrestling is the best sport ever. But in wrestling you have to lose. And you don't get better unless you lose, mm-hmm. which is life. Like, let's talk say, about life. Such is life. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and that's, you, cur- that's where he works now. That's their philosophy. That yes. like, if you are not curious and growing, we're going to move you to where you are. Yes. It's like Don Maxwell. Yeah. yeah. You lose, you assess, you pivot, you, you lose, lose, you assess, assess. you pivot. Yeah. But every time you lose, you lose that's that. where the meat grows. It's where the meat grows. And so <laughs> then, and the thing is, is that there's this yeah. transition that happens in kids where they stop because our ego, our sinful nature wants it all to be about us. Mm-hmm. And so. That's why team sports is so good. It can't be all about you. Right. And in wrestling, you feel like if you lose, mm-hmm. you're a failure. And in team sports, sometimes if you're having a crappy game, you do have teammates that can bring it up. Yeah. Wrestling, it's you and you That's alone true. on yep. the mat. Yep. And so anyway, he had this horrible time, but this switch happened to him. And then he started middle school and he got better and better and better. And his coach, shout out to Coach Fogg, was like, and Coach Hoshide. Hoshide. Like, hmm. Yeah. They were like, this kid's going to win states. This kid is going to win states. And he kept peaking and peaking and peaking. And it was his eighth grade year. And he was peaking and he was ranked top three. I mean, and, and in wrestling, it's one of those things like you have bad time, you have good time. Okay, so he was doing it. Eighth grade year, he's now ranked three in the state of Maine. And he is like in the last three before states. He's a, he has one more big tournament, regionals and states, and COVID happened. Mm-hmm. And it all stopped. And then Bangor, where I live, the town I live in doesn't have a wrestling program. But because of we live there, he can't do anything but Class A sports. Even if he's homeschooled, those things. There's no wrestling program in the area. He doesn't get to wrestle freshman year. Sophomore year, we're at a different school. He could wrestle for a town that I am in the school in. He comes to me and we're like, buddy, you need to do it. You need to do it. And he goes, mom, kind of like a Jesse moment. He's like, I can't be the new kid anymore. I'm so tired of being the new kid I'm so tired of Mm. not he's like I want my coaches Mm -hmm. I want Mm. my team he doesn't do it Mm -hmm. junior year there's no wrestling team he doesn't do it we hear rumblings he's like I'm not doing it mom I can't wrestling is a sport in which you have to grow into it just like he did when in middle school you start at six losing all the time you Mm -hmm. build you peak and you peak you build and you build until you 
Mm-hmm. You hit your prime your senior year. He's like, I can't do this. A wrestling team, co-op, gets together. They this is find, a co-op? Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of towns. We're like, I am on my knees. I'm like, this is what he needs. He had a horrible football season. He had a, like, mm-hmm. he had a really rough year relationship-wise, school-wise, girls, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. He's struggling with his faith. He's being gossiped about. Like, mm-hmm. it was a rough. Yeah. And I was boy. just like. Lord, this is what he needs. But he was so afraid. And I was like, I don't think he's going to do it. And Peter's like, we can't make him do it. He's 18. Mm -hmm. And I was like, we have to, exactly the same thing. We were like both praying. It has to be his decision. His coach that he has had since he was fourth grade, eight years old, whatever that is, Mm -hmm. called him and said, one for me. Come one time for me. And he didn't stop. And he's been going. His first tournament out of the gate, Peter and I were like, mm-hmm. if he doesn't kill it, mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to keep going because it's going to be so discretionary. He won the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And we're like, holy crap, this is happening. <laughs> I love it. Mm-hmm. So then the next one got his butt given to him as he should. Mm-hmm. And we were like, okay, is he going to quit? Because, he, you know, right. and this fire started and he just went to this tournament <clears throat> and... um came in fifth in New England's. This is like New England, Massachusetts, Vermont, mm-hmm. New Hampshire. I can't even believe it. it and was, looks like he's never stopped. Oh, yeah. To be honest. Like, I mean, people are like, who is this kid? Mm-hmm. So anyway, so that's one thing. But it goes back to my biological father. When that all happened with my biological father, my Aunt Sue gave me some pictures of him in high school. Mm. And there was a picture of my biological father. Now... If anybody sees my husband and they see my son, they're like, yep, that's where it comes from. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, they look a lot alike. <laughs> uh, yeah. <clears throat> they do. <laughs> Except Parker's built a little different, like similar but different. Mm. I was a picture of my biological father in high school, the exact same age as Parker. And I put my finger over his face and it was as if it was a carbon copy oh. of Parker. Mm. Wow. Um. So I actually showed him. I was mm-hmm. like, Parker, who is this guy? And mm-hmm. I put my helmet and he goes, well, I know it's an old picture, so I know it's not me, but holy crap, mom, who's that? Yeah. And he said, that's my biological dad. And he said, holy smokes. Mm-hmm. And so. That's my body. And then yeah. <laughs> he's like, wait a minute. That's exactly my build. And I'm like, yes. That is wild. Your grandfather would be so proud. Mm-hmm. And my aunts were saying the same thing. And I could, for the first time, say, I believe that. Yeah. I believe that they'd be excited about my boy. Mm-hmm. Like, before, I would have never, I would have been like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But for the first time, I'm like, they would they would be thrilled. And my stepmother told me, she said, when she was cleaning, ugh. It's okay. Just let it fly. <laughs> when she was cleaning out his... <laughs> underwear drawer she's like that's the last thing you do when somebody dies because you can't give it away (laughs) he had my senior picture in his underwear drawer and she said he loved you so much and i said i believe and so to be 45 and for the first time believe that i i did have this there was this man out there that loved me it's wild. <laughs> and it was your actual dad. Yeah. yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. and... This you've had is, like five, but... I mean, <laughs> I mean this yeah. is... And this is no disrespect to the man that loved me and does love me mm. unequivocally. Quib- 
somebody say that word for Unequivocally. me? Unequivocally. Thank you. Is that right? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and who loves my children yeah. and mm-hmm. who is their grandpa, you know, yeah. my grampy. Yeah. He is a man that didn't have to and did and mm-hmm. did it well. But this whole that I always thought. Oh, sure. It, it was wild and it all happened this weekend and I was just like well look mm-hmm. at the spillover that that has I believed that about him mm-hmm. I didn't like him I was on, even on this podcast I oh, said you were rough how dare you you know yeah. <laughs> and all the things and it wasn't even true mm-hmm. that's a huge and that's a lifetime of believing lies yeah for both people and then that affected his whole side of the family and your whole side yeah of the family. my brothers thought I hated them mm-hmm. yeah which is so, just so like Ah, I know mm-hmm. it's it's such redemption this mm-hmm. is that we actually have a redemption story guys like yeah. on our podcast so good we're always it's, raw and, and real but there's I feel like there's <laughs> not a, quite a the, the redeemed is like the lowest <laughs> on the scale or yeah so I think that's highest. what my that's, that's yeah. my year is just this so this year good. of redemption for for mm-hmm. Parker for me mm-hmm. for my that this, is true this family it has been a year of redemption for you guys for your school for my school mm-hmm. it's coming out it's it's starting to kick butt and take names, you know, and just for me, just knowing that um, mm. the narrative that you've been given as a child is fixable. And I think mm. a lot of times. And sometimes it's not even true. Mm-hmm. Like, often it's not true. Yeah. That's why it's a narrative. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, it's a narrative just is another word for story. Mm-hmm. And the stories right. we tell ourselves to be protected and to feel safe are often wrapped in lies Mm -hmm. because we need that to survive whatever situation we're in. Yes. So I feel like for me, it's been a year of unveiling that and, Mm -hmm. and, and, and kind of sitting in it. I -hmm. I think that for me, I'm still like, like I said, I haven't talked a lot about it on the podcast because I still don't even, I don't even know how Mm -hmm. to. Well, Somewhere in in the future, in season four, you can start to unpack the truth, which would be cool. Yeah, and you can and you can do that in real time with still your surviving family members, like with your aunts, with your brothers. Yeah, yeah. It's Mm -hmm. been it's it's a weird. Mm -hmm. It's a and 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 that journey is really odd because Mm -hmm. we have been separated for so many years. We have traditions without each other. Yeah, yep. So like my auntie T was like. I want to invite you to Thanksgiving. And I was like, that is the sweetest thing. Mm -hmm. And I can't because Mm -hmm. for the last 50, I do Thanksgiving. And she's like, I know, but I want you to know you're wanted. And I was Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. I want you to know that I need to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. And so maybe starting a new tradition where we do second Thanksgiving or like Mm -hmm. leftovers where we. Yeah. A lot of people do that actually. Like Mm -hmm. have like a, you know, Mm -hmm. or, you know. Christmas is too hectic. What if we do? Well, my family decided because we ours is getting just crazier and crazier because the kids are growing up. We're all becoming they're all becoming like preteen and teens, and mm-hmm. it's like this is getting insane. Yeah, <laughs> and we were thinking uh, one year we did cabin. We all we all rented these mm-hmm. little cabins and we did Christmas at this cabin. It wasn't actual Christmas. It was a whole thing. I was like, what What if we did that minus the Christmas? Let's take Christmas out of it. It's just a winter cabin get together. Yeah. That'd be it so does not fun. Ha- because Christmas, it's like... It, it, it's, There's an expectation. Yes. Mm-hmm. So much expectation. Mm-hmm. It has to be this cozy. There has to be red and green and plaid pajamas. Okay, mm-hmm. let's take all of that out of the equation. 
let's not do a Christmas cabins. Mm-hmm. Let's do winter cabins. We're so just fun. gathering. Mm-hmm. It's fun. We can still go sledding. We can still have hot cocoa. Bring we can some still games. Have games. Mm-hmm. We can still have yeah. fires. We can have all the cozy things. No presents. <laughs> yeah. You know, no things where it's like, this has to happen or it hasn't happened. It's like, mm-hmm. no, no, no. Let's take all of that out. And so that's something that could be like, let's have a whole healing weekend. You guys could have like this weekend where it's like, yeah. we're going to have... We're going to have scheduled hard conversations, and <laughs> yeah. then we're going to have scheduled healing. <laughs> From 9 to 10, we heal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you may start the day with one hour of hard conversations where it's like, I'm just trying to uncover. I'm, I want to uncover. Yeah, it was How, really interesting. You know? We had, we, when my uncle Andy had a birthday, and we were invited. And so we went, and it was really fun. And it like, we looked at pictures, and we, we were talking, and um, I would love something like that. Mm-hmm. And... My dad and my sister need healing too. Yeah, because they does. grew mm-hmm. they grew up thinking mm-hmm. I was I was theirs, and they and they're very protective. Like you were protective on the podcast. My sister was equally aggressive, <laughs> visceral, visceral <laughs> about because it's me and you love me, and my yeah. sister loves yeah. me, and my dad loves me, and and now I love your dad. <laughs> well, my, I think the saddest thing, even for me, is that he's not still alive. Because mm-hmm. I would be like, oh my gosh, I hated mm-hmm. you, and now you're amazing. And hey, I think the huge thing too is like consider the source. Yes. Like the source mm-hmm. is toxic. There's no question there. And so even I'm just thinking for our listeners, like that, like such a takeaway for me is like you're right. The narrative it is a story, and and and, and there's you have worked so hard to change your narrative. You have, yeah. You have worked to Thank change you. it. I have. You know. I'm you're tired right <laughs> but even even like if someone's living that now to to if the source is toxic and just full of crap and you know they are then maybe just sit with a question is is this maybe not true yeah do you know what uh, I mean? and even did you more, ever have that question ever or was it so solidified in your brain you know me and my therapist talked about that I think if it would have been a friend if it would have been a friend it would have been different I mm-hmm. think Sorry, I think I've hijacked this podcast. Um, I think it would have been different. But when it's your mother, mm-hmm. that's one thing. It's true. I agree And then that. I also mm-hmm. think there was dual. Like what my therapist keeps trying to remind me is that there were dual narratives. Yeah. And so was, my You bio- were walking away and he was walking away. So the space kept <laughs> yeah. getting bigger and bigger yep. and bigger. Right, yeah. Because, yeah. And mm-hmm. he wasn't like... You know, he, he was you told the same see lies. him fighting for you. I couldn't yeah. see right. it yeah. because... Right. Yeah. And, that's true. And um, because I was a minor... Right. And so everything good. had to go through yes. her. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then the other piece that was super duper heavy was that the manipulation, right? Like we're talking master. Mm-hmm. So my to go deeper, my biological father's dad was a merchant marine and always left, right? So he would he would go off, come back, Meme was pregnant, go off, <laughs> come back. Meme got pregnant. Go off, right? <sighs> and then it got so bad, they got they got divorced. Back when it wasn't cool to get divorced, mm-hmm. and he left. He ran. He went it's to New Orleans. It's still not cool to get divorced, right? But you know, like back where it wasn't <laughs> even culturally <laughs> yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. So right, like right. they were literally the only parent. Yeah, they were the only ones yeah. with parents. Right. But it, but he didn't just go. He 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 left and went to New Orleans, mm-hmm. and so. My biological father's deepest fear was that he was going to be a father that ran away mm-hmm. and mm. then got caught up in this. And what did he do? Mm-hmm. 
he ran away to New Orleans. He did what he knew. He did what he knew. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, and he was 19. Right. Yeah. And, and maybe he saw and someone he, who shall not be named as the psycho that they were and, and was like, ah! He for sure did. He for sure did. Yeah. And so he ran away. Yeah. And that, mm-hmm. but that person, that m- massive manipulator, she used that trauma and that's what she poked him with. Yeah. yeah. My entire life. Yeah. To work two stories at the same time yeah. is amazing. I, I mean, props it's, for something there. Uh, and, uh, and something. In, in all the bad ways. But mm-hmm. I, talk about just, personality wow. disorders, right? Like, Ooh. so, yeah. so she's using, like, and then even how she, I mean, me and my sister have dissected it all the way to yeah. how she, the type of man that she married in my dad, who is the youngest kind of neglected youngest of an alcoholic family mm-hmm. to be the replacement dad mm-hmm. who is mm-hmm. just so excited to be loved mm-hmm. that will never ruffle feathers yes so sure. when all of this exploded it brought my dad that raised me johnny to tears he was weeping mm-hmm. because he was so angry at himself that he never reached out and mm-hmm. said what's going on mm-hmm. but she knew meaning my mother she knew that he never would mm-hmm. So, like, she literally used everybody's yeah. deepest insecurities yeah. to play off of each other. Yeah, and gaslighting is a powerful weapon because mm-hmm. it's really hard to tell. Even a healthy person mm-hmm. will sometimes yeah. be like, huh, I must be crazy. Yeah. Yes. That's our human yeah. response. Yes. I must be crazy. And when a not, healthy person says, am I crazy? That, you know, am and I you know crazy? they're not, then it's like, no, no, no. Right. But you need someone from the outside to speak into that. Yeah, but it was. You're not crazy. Walk so, away. Yeah. So this year was a year of. Like, I have a lot more to unpack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot more crying to do. Redemption. So good. Yeah. But there was so much. This was what my was year. What was your word? Steadfast? Steadfast was my word to just mm-hmm. keep working. I feel like Which I have you did. De- <sighs> you did. You've been steadfast and God was steadfast. So yes. steadfast. So yep. steadfast. And yeah. so I feel like I've seen a lot of redemption. That is how God has been faithful to me. God oh, is so good. so good. Well, happy new year, everybody. And we, I mean, I my hope is that you guys all have a, just even a, one morning or evening where you can like look back on your year and see God's goodness in the land of the living. Ooh. Isn't that a Bible verse? I think so. Yeah. Yes. It's a song too. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Happy new year, everyone. I bet I I hope I have a voice at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. Oh, followed this. Followed by this is going to be an epic blooper reel. Okay, so, it's so it not, doesn't really match the tone of the podcast, but <laughs> does <okay>. it ever? <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. What was the title of this podcast again? Oh, okay, what are we doing today? today? Amber Darling. Amber Darling. Mm-hmm. So Amber I. It's so interesting. It kind of. It plays is out. so interesting. It like, is. What are we well, talking about? I'm kind of interested. Like and, and he's doing. Let's it fucking list hard. this whole podcast. <laughs> test, test, test. Nope, it's not coming through. Gross. That's okay, so what I don't want any of them. Okay. Yeah. And we're back. And <laughs> we're back. Um, okay, so it's my turn. Good luck with the pre-roll on that one. <laughs> Who's going first? It's not me. But it could be me if um, you guys aren't ready. And we're back. Ay, ay, ay. All right. Um, okay. I'm, all right, pause. Deep cut. Oh, <laughs> you guys are scaring me. What? You're scaring us. No. She wrote our challenges down. I know. I have to because 
I don't have a brain anymore. I am just like, I'm trying to disassociate myself from my life every day. You are. I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little I really concerned. am. That's why I was like, I need to move to Europe and I need to have a new life now. I heard a gong, people. <laughs> <laughs> and I want things to be perfect all the time. Mm -hmm. But alas. I want to talk today a little bit about disassociation and what that is. Okay, and I want a snack. <laughs> Do you have a snack? I have no snacks in my bag. Should we pause and get a snack? I think After this one, we will. Okay. okay. Yes. <laughs> I think snacks is going to be one of them. Snacks. Maybe. Food. Maybe. Drinks. Oh, my word. This is... Mm. Keep it no, in no, your you mouth. No, no, you got to keep it in. And feel it. I am... Oh, my these are, word. These it's are kind old, of like sucking on... It's like sucking on Vicks. I can't because I'm choking. Mm, delicious. <laughs> and now take a sip of your coffee. No, I can't do it. Oh, I can't. Oh, Dude, what a what a wuss. What a I wimp. Am, what a big baby. You, you know mouth. what? I am confident in Peer being pressure. awkward. It's not that is not candy. That is mm. grossness. It's oh, are we doing this? We, we doing respect the them. Oh. Oh, we respect oh, each oh, other. Oh, like oh. I respect you for so who you This is so bad. Yeah. Likewise. I feel sticking in my teeth. Is this gluten-free? Must be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Happy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. This brings me joy. Mm -hmm. Oh, look at your face. <laughs> oh, Just don't cute. think about poop. No. <laughs> I mean, I love you so much. <laughs> it's not my favorite. Want these? Okay, mm. these aren't horrible. I'm sorry. I, I really go on my feedback. They're yummy. I don't so... want to vomit when I eat these. Mm -hmm. it, the reality is, is that I'm talking to myself next to a bowl of nuts. My mouth's full. I probably shouldn't go because I'm so spicy and mine is about love and joy. You know, if my stretchy pants look like they're hanging on for dear life. Uh, <laughs> and they're wearing me versus me wearing them. Can you please kindly press in and say, Rach, would you like to go for a very long walk? I'm riddled with disease, people. <laughs> You're literally cooking yourself. You literally go and cook yourself. I like a rotisserie bird. <laughs> like others i'm just a horrible human and i need to be slapped um oh girls you are not gonna sass me today <gasps> oh shoot sorry <laughs> you always do it to what? me um okay so a, a while ago we were talking about something <laughs> so true <laughs> months ago true words were never spoken no i'm not working out i have worked out all day no yeah. i'm not going uh. to the gym it's not gonna help me feel better stupid head <laughs> Oh dear. Well, I'm becoming a little old lady and I'm, I was like, I've got the yarn, I've got the nervous tick <laughs> going, the glasses. I've got the glasses. <laughs> yeah. I've crossed over. You've I crossed over. Like I've, oh, got, no. I've got you know, <laughs> chronic arthritis stuff going on. Uh, <laughs> I have to have pain cream all the time. I'm a little nervous about the body falling apart, but like... Uh, they cut my tongue. <laughs> I love it. I like oh. red. I do love red. I'm on a red, red can. Red? Red <laughs> with cheese. Shall we crack in Shall sync? We? Shall we? One, two, three. Ooh, that was not quite in sync, not... but. <laughs> I mean, nothing to write home about. That slurping was to write home about. I oh, that was good. Blackberry, good choice, good choice. <laughs> that was a, what kind of pinching well, sound? I don't know. <laughs> it goes down the wrong pipe all the time. Hook <laughs> it up. Pineapple. I've never seen anyone mm. struggle I my own so spit. much with their own saliva. <laughs> on my face, I choked on my own spit, and I'm almost hurled during I'm one of those struggling. little stations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Wowzers. Mm-hmm. Do you create more saliva than most people? No, I think I swallowed down the wrong pipe. It was at the pickle juice station. <laughs> I uh, had a little pickle and pickle juice, and I literally coughed for, I hacked for like a quarter mile. <laughs> you might have to explain that. I was at the pickle juice station. <laughs> I ran a half marathon from Elnaka, and every mile there's yummy snacks. Yeah. And we sampled every pickle single juice one. Pickle juice doesn't sound like a yummy snack. Oh, but that's good so, if you're crampy. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. The salt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good mm-hmm. lord. Do you say I hate you all? Yeah. yeah. It's the government. I'm blaming the government. I'm blaming our government. I hate the government. Okay, so money. I used to to stick up for you, you know, government, and now I'm on to you, so. (laughs) Stretchy pants. (laughs) Really easy and human to, like, fall off the wagon or get on the wagon or whatever. Is it on the wagon or off the wagon? Fall off the wagon. wagon. Could just sit. You know, like. Jumping around in my living room with my (laughs) cans of soup. I don't know what whatever made you, what? I cannot brain today. I have to dumb. I just think it's so fascinating that like, and I totally lost my train of thought. Too uh, much. Oh, yeah. No. Okay. Just let me get it back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I got to go zen. M-U-M. It's often M-U-M, I find, I think. Yeah. I don't know why. I think. Mom. 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 That's you. Wow. Really got hung up on that. Okay, I was trying to think while I was listening, which is hard to do. Um, really. Um, let me think. Let me think really quick. Um, frick, I lost my train of thought. Yeah, that could no, be a podcast. No, 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 Yeah. But getting off track here. What was I talking about? Your perfect day. Oh, my perfect day. But I lost my train of thought. No. Uh, what could it? Freaking heck. Yeah, same, 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 yeah. So same, same, same. You got tased? No, no, no. Peter, (laughs) Peter's done all that when he was not quite the same. It's like I am such a nut. Like I am complete (laughs) and utter nutcase. Uh we were flying at a superhuman rate. Uh yes. I off your phone. it's because it's (laughs) I wanted to No, it's about this topic. I remembered reading a study about this and I wanted to pull it up so that I could reference it. You don't even know what my topic is. What's you my d- topic? You just said it was that we were doing too much. Okay, I was checking. That was a test. <laughs> <laughs> this is me being a good mom. Wait, you don't know? You have no idea. None. None. Not even a glimmering of, <laughs> what, of what, I, what I want. Yes, yeah, I do not want to go last because you guys are mean. We're not mean, we're just weird. We're naughty. Naughty. Just get slap happy. Thank you. Gosh, we're hot messes lately. I, oh, three episodes Can we make row, it through one day without tears? I don't think so. I, don't think so. I bet this whole season we're just going to be hot, hot, hot. And so today. <laughs> Thank you, Amber. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Oh. The end. That's all I got. Abrupt stop. We like to do things imperfectly, but with all the love. On that note, uh, (laughs) goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye